Guess who? It's me again. It's five o'clock. You care what the mainstream media says? What's up, family out there? You listening? It's good to be back. Hope all is well, everyone out there today. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us here today. It's good to be back. Uh, yesterday was a brutal day, a brutal day. Hope all is well, everyone out there. Good to see you guys uh, working your way in here. Uh, I got some interesting stuff today um, for you guys, and I want to make sure you guys come hang out. Um, I was just over Scott Pressler. Um, you guys know Scott Pressler from from um, from before. Uh, he is here in uh, in Appleton, where I live, uh, not far from here. Uh, just just stopped over there to try to get some some uh, video to bring you guys and kind of interview him real quick, but uh, the timing didn't match. However, comma, I uh, ran into some great patriots over there, and uh, there's either hopefully they're going to join my Zoom room here, and so I'm probably going to have Scott Pressler and a group of great patriots trying to get out the vote here in Appleton today. Uh, live from live from Appleton, so we're going to work on facilitating that here in a little bit. So um, because of that, I literally got back here about uh, 15 minutes ago, and I didn't get a chance to really do much show prep. I have it, I have it, everything ready to go. I just need to get it, you know, <laughs> viewable for you guys. So um, just going to kind of hang out here for a minute and uh, see if I can get those guys to to join uh, Zoom. So we'll we'll work on that here right now, and then uh, we'll get to all kinds of interesting stuff. Durham in the news. Uh, Biden crime family back in the news, um, some Antifa stuff in the news. So we'll just kind of hang out and uh, and go through what I see out there yesterday and today. So uh, yesterday was freaking brutal. Um, 20 trees. I had 26 ordered, 26 uh, Norwegian spruces, not northern spruces. I keep calling them northern spruces, but they're Norwegian spruces. Um, I had 26 uh, brought in. Uh, they're about two years old or so, you know, so they're about two or three feet tall. Um, and <laughs> it was brutal. It was absolutely brutal getting all those uh, trees planted. 20 holes, three foot, you know, wide and I'm two, two, three feet deep. Uh, and I'm, I was just freaking exhausted. So we got 20 uh, put in yesterday and I'll probably try to get the other six put in this weekend. Hopefully they'll survive in a deep, dark garage until uh, this weekend. So got that stuff done. Working on a lot of other stuff with the house. As you guys know, we're moving next week, so we're packing stuff up. We pretty much got the whole house packed up. So uh, ready to, pretty much ready to go on that front. You know, some odds and ends, things here and there. But uh, so, yeah, next week's going to be pretty brutal on that front. So uh, thank you all for being here today. 
Uh, let me go ahead and um, I see Nick hopping into the Zoom room here now. Let me just do a quick uh, hello to you guys out there. Thanks for joining us here today. Um, everything Uncensored Dave, don't forget, is at uncensoreddave.com. So when, if you if you want to find uh, the live stream or the podcast, Podbeam, iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, pick one, anyone. Telegram and two true social links are on the very top. You can watch the show directly from the website and the merchandise and all the information about the show is there. Every day, 5 Eastern, Foxhole, DLive, Twitch, Rumble, CloudHub, and Tiger Network. Previous shows are always up on the screen. And if you want to help the channel, we could use your help. I appreciate you guys very much. Cash App, PayPal, and Patreon, how you can do that, as well as mypillow.com backslash Abe. My pillow is a sponsor of Uncensored Abe. So if you just use the discount code Abe or go to mypillow.com backslash Abe, get yourself some cool stuff. You get a free gift with your purchase and a and a nice discount too. So you'll get the you'll get the best of both worlds. You can help the show, you can get some cool stuff. And uh, God bless Mike Lindell uh, for great Patriots for helping, you know, the grassroots doing they, doing what they can. So we appreciate them. Facebook, True Social, Gavlinks, email address, and the P.O. box are at the very bottom of uncensoredave.com. So check that out when you get time. Let's go ahead and get uh, Nick and hopefully Scott Pressler in here to tell us what these guys got going on today. I know there's a, I know Scott has been uh, traveling all over the country trying to get the vote out. So um, I really want to spend some time finding out what those guys are up to as soon as I can figure out how to get my zoom screen up. There we go. Aha. So uh, I ran into Nick out at, um, out at the uh, event here today. And um, he and uh, several great Patriots are out there trying to help get the vote out and trying to help, help us, uh, you know, spread the word about what's happening out there. Nick, can you hear me? Okay. Nice, dude. I appreciate you doing this, man. Uh, I I came out there. I was just telling the audience. I came out there like uh, you know, f- fifteen minutes ago, half hour ago, and I just rushed back here to to, to get the show prep going and uh, wanted to see what you guys are up to today. So tell me what you guys got going on out there today. Registering people to vote. Nice. That is cool, man. I saw you guys have uh, several signs out there. If you guys are fed up, uh, register, <laughs> register to vote. So um, I know Scott was working his way out there. Did he get it? Did he get out there yet? Uh, yeah, he is out here. He's waving his sign and trying to get people registered. Go, go crash him. Tell him, uh, tell him uncensored. Abe is uh, live on, uh, on air right now and uh, wants to bring you on and let him find out what's going on out there. So basically, uh, uh, he, he's tied up at the moment, gotcha. but, uh, he, he did want me to let everybody know that tomorrow night at six o'clock at the paper Valley, uh, he's going to be training people how to be, uh, poll workers. So it's free of charge and, uh, everybody should come on out and get an education from Scott himself. Nice. So that's tomorrow night at six o'clock and that's here in Appleton too. I'll, I'll pull up the, uh, uh, where's my telegram? I'll pull it up in the in the uh, telegram so I can get it, get it up on the screen for everyone out there. So what do you got? What have you been up to, man? I, I, I've seen you. I, I think at several other events around the area, and um, I, I know you've been pretty active at trying to help get the word out and stuff. So what have you been up to? What, what, what were you up to last weekend? Well, this last weekend we had our our rally down in Madison, our election integrity rally. Um, which was an awesome turnout. Um, obviously, it rained like crazy on Saturday, which was kind of a bummer. But uh, the big thing was, is you know, all of our speakers stuck it out in the pouring rain, and they were all talking together and uh, discussing their action plans moving forward and how we're going to save this republic, how we're going to sta- save the state of Wisconsin. I really wanted to be there. As you heard, uh, as my audience knows that they listen every day, uh, just got the keys to the house on Saturday, 
but I was really looking forward to come hang out with you guys. And it was looked like you had a pretty good crowd of like 200 people there. Ivan Ranklin was there. Who else? Who else was there? Oh, we had uh, uh, Tim Ranthan was there. Uh, Janelle Branchin, uh, Mike Gableman, um, uh, Scott Witch or Scott Witchkers. Um, let's see, Adam Domeyer of Turning Point USA. Um, oh. I'm sure I'm forgetting a lot of other people, but it, it was like the who's who of Wisconsin Patriots. So that's cool, man. It's good to see Scott doing what he can out there. Uh, here up on the screen here, everyone is Are You Ready? Three days of Scott Pressler in Appleton. Yesterday, he was over at the Republican Party of Atagami County office uh, doing can- candidate signature drive. Today, he's doing a voter registration drive not far from where I live right now. And then there's the Friday, May 6th, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Hilton Paper Valley Hotel. Um, stop talking, start doing, says Scott. Why local elections matter? And you said he's going to be uh, training poll workers, huh? Yeah, poll workers, election inspectors, poll watchers, you name it, uh, giving people a rundown on the law here in the state of Wisconsin so you can know what you're looking for when you're uh, doing the work because our local clerks do a piss-poor job of uh, educating people. Yeah, they do that on purpose, don't they? They don't want people to know how this stuff actually is supposed to work, do they? Oh, not at all. Just, uh, yeah, sign off on it and hand it to the clerk. They'll take care of the rest. Trust us. We, we'll, we'll do it right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> where, where are you from, bro? I, 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 we get, didn't get a chance to talk much. Uh, I am born and raised here in Appleton, Wisconsin. No so shit. that's why I'm in this fight so big. You know, I'm, I'm watching my town turn into a liberal cesspool. So time to get into the fight, you know? Yeah, I appreciate you, man. I, I'm, it's good to meet you, man. We'll have to get together and have a beer sometime. <laughs> Absolutely. I uh, did want to let you know, too, uh, on Wednesday the 15th uh, in Union Grove, there's the hot government uh, meeting, and we are going to meet up with uh, some of the, the Toss Boss crew, and uh, Adam Steen and his crew are going to be there, and uh, uh, let's see, Mike Gableman and Tim Ranthan are also going to be there. And uh, we're, we're going to put together a little bit of a battle plan on how to bring the heat to Voss's district. That sounds like a really good plan. Like, like we were talking about, you know that um, you know Voss is in control of the Republican Party here in Wisconsin. He pretty much selects who he wants to run and who he doesn't want to run and moves money around that way. That power structure, they aren't wanting to give that up uh, too easily, are they? No, not at all. That's why we need to turn up the heat. Any chance that we can get to get in front of that guy and ask him the hard questions, we need to do it. That's absolutely right. And something that we've been talking about here is throw them all out. Anybody who's been in, in D.C. or in government for longer than six or ten years, something like that, if, they're, if they've been there for a lifetime, get them the hell out of office. And Voss is one of those guys that's just in deep with the swamp here in, in uh, the, the, the rhino party, that the uniparty that it is. Yeah, absolutely. And even your local state assembly person or state senator, you know, if you talk to them and they're not doing anything to remedy the 2020 election, then go ahead and file your nomination papers. All you need is two to 400 signatures uh, to run. And uh, I'll tell you what, you come out as a patriot and want to take down a a establishment rhino or or a Democrat, I'll, I'll stand in your corner personally. And I know about a thousand other patriots that'll help you. 
There's been a there's a great grassroots uh, movement here in Wisconsin. I'm I'm glad that I I got a chance to meet you guys and kind of get involved with you guys and do what I can to just help spread the word. We have a pretty good audience that uh, watches the show. A great group of activists all around the country that help spread the word about what's going on out there. And we'll make sure we get the word spread about what you guys are doing. Without you guys and without your efforts, man. I got a ton of respect for guys like you who just go out there and do what they can to uh, to to get involved and to show people what's really happening in our country, man. God bless you, brother. God bless you too, man. And thank you for what you do. You know, the, the media is corrupt and we need guys like you spreading the word. So thank you very much. God bless you too, brother. God bless you, bro. Do me a favor. Uh, show me show me a, a passing view of uh, what Scott's up to out there before I let everyone go out here. And then we'll uh, tell all the great patriots out there on Censor Dave is live and give us a hello. Can you see that? Yep. You can see us out here. <laughs> nice. I appreciate it, bro. Hey, I'll, I'll get a hold of you uh, this weekend or something like that. We'll get together and see what's going on, brother. Sounds great, man. Have a good one. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. All right. Bye. Scott, uh, geez, stupid mute button. Um, it's, <laughs> uh, it's really, it's really great to see the great group of Patriots out there. There's a great group of Patriots here in Wisconsin that have been doing a great job, um, getting the word out, getting involved, uh, letting people know that, that we are spreading the word about what's happening out here. And, uh, we, we know that the elections are rigged. We know that there is a establishment system in place that they don't want to give up power too easily. Um, it's not a matter of really of whether or not you're going to give up power. It's a matter of if you're going to listen to the people or not. And the people in this in this state are well aware that this election was rigged, are well aware that there's no chance that Joe Biden won this state. And, you know, so what do we do? We just say, eh, can't do anything about it? That's not the way that we do things in this country. That's not the way that Wisconsin has a great history and a great constitution and these people are violating the Constitution and the sanctity of our elections and, and just turning a blind eye to it and saying, ah, there's nothing we can do. That's what they're saying. They're, Voss is doing what he can to appease the, the, the Wisconsin population, the people that are involved, the people that are the decision makers. He's doing what he can to appease us. He's doing what he can to just be like, okay, we're doing what we can. Here's Gableman, right? Well, how about some subpoenas? How about some arrests? How about some the people that are that have been under subpoena on, through through Galeman? How about we actually hold these people accountable? We, are we ever going to do anything like that? No, we don't. We just do. We just we, we get together. We go to Madison uh, and we talk and we go hold events and we talk and we talk and we talk and nothing ever fucking changes in this state in this country. It's 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 past time that this stuff's done, dude. It's past time. People are sick and fucking tired of this bullshit talk and the, and the power structures that be and the people behind them just not actually caring about the people that they serve. And that's the, that's the problem, isn't it, in this country? They forgot that they, they serve us. We do not serve them. 
And these people in this in this country that are in the power structure on all sides of the aisle believe that we are the servants of their their whims, whatever they want to get done. That's not how a democracy and a constitutional republic in the United States of America works. And we're going to restore the power to the people and the people are going to express and tell our representatives what we want done. And our representatives are to go do what they can to get those things done. Not sit around and talk, not sit around and have and, and do nothing about it. It's it's past time that Voss and these people, these establishment Republicans in this state, get thrown the hell out of power. They're not they they don't actually care about the people. And so that's the groundswell of what's happening here in Wisconsin. And if Voss doesn't want to hear that, that's his own problem. If he if he can't see what's happening around the country, if he can't see the truth about what's going on in our world, and that truth is very simply this. The people are fed up. The people are sick and freaking tired of not being heard. And so we're going to do whatever we can on this channel to help uh, lift up great patriots like Scott Pressler, Nick, and all the great patriots out there in the Wisconsin audit chat room. All those people that are doing, going out, getting signatures, holding events, doing whatever they can to help spread the word, man. It is, it is awesome to watch. And this is not just happening here in Wisconsin. This is happening in every state in this country and it is just awesome to watch man it really is so there you go that's what's going on today here in wisconsin tomorrow night here in appleton scott press are going to be giving uh, uh showing people how to get involved in uh in in the election so good stuff man good stuff for sure let me let me say hello to everyone out there on the foxhole and all you guys that are joining today thanks for joining us here today um if, you, if you're just joining i was just over <laughs> at where nick was just talking to all those great patriots out there um and i was like man i wanted to get some some footage and talk to talk to uh, to Scott and, and bring it to you guys. He's like, ah, I'll just I'll just I'm like, you just join my Zoom and let me know what's going on, man. So I'm glad that worked out. So there you go, Liberty Bells, knock my socks off, Glenn in the house. Good to see you guys out there. Much love, uh, Patriot drummer, knock my socks off, Daddy Crab in the house, Semper Fi, really good to see you out there, Rick, good to see you out there, uh, Resilient One continues, Ohio Patriot, thank you for the shades, I appreciate that very much, and the Steel Monkey out there as well, a good crowd out there today, thanks for being here today, guys. Um, Popcorn Q, thank you for the 700 gold pills. Bales is out there hanging out. Good to see you, brother. And Glenn also dropping gold pills on me. Thanks, thanks, guys. I appreciate you guys very much. God bless you guys. Thanks for joining us here today. Let me hop over to the other channels since we kind of had a uh, uh, interrupted introduction to the show. Everyone over there on Tiger Network, Scott Pressler is indeed a national treasure. Thank you, Chris, for doing all you do, doing all you can to mod. Appreciate that very much. Uh, Zenithan, Zentheogen out there. Good to see you. Just Mojo in the house. My 10 Reds. Good to see you. Hope all is well. Uh, let's see. Who else is over there on Rumble? Good crowd today on Rumble. Thanks for being here today, guys. DJ Camp's out there hanging out as well as Chris and uh, Jay Kelly. Thanks for being here today, guys. I appreciate that. Do me a favor on Rumble. Hit that plus button and uh, and hit the subscribe button. Thanks for, thanks for joining us here today, guys. Appreciate you. Over there on DLive, there are people watching on DLive, but they can't chat because DLive sucks. Take all of your uh, financial information out of DLive and go put it into a platform like Rumble or the Foxhole.app, platforms that actually support free speech, unlike DLive. All right. Uh, everyone over there on Twitch, a good crowd over there as well. Thanks for being here today, guys. Generation Mars uh, and DLoopled. <laughs> and Boonshy Gaming, new follows over there on, uh, on Twitch. Thanks for being here today, guys. Uh, me up buttercup. We're mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. That's right. I agree. Cue me up buttercup. Good to see you out there. Rockman's in the house. Good to see you. Johnny B. What's good, brother? Hope all is well. 
Deplora Laura, as always, out there lurking and hanging out. Heavy USA, good to see you guys out there. Good crowd over there on Twitch. Thanks for being here today, guys. Dale Burser, thanks for the shades. Deplora Laura, thanks. You're the best, Deplora Laura. Thanks for being here. The Steel Monkey, thanks for hanging out here today, guys. All right. Um, now that we kind of got the, uh, the, the formalities out of the way, uh, I have to pull up all of my show prep that I have not had a chance to <laughs> prep yet because, like I said, I was literally just out there with those guys hanging out trying to get some footage and rushed back to uh, to figure out if I could have uh, something I can put together for a show today. There is some really good stuff out there today. Technofog has some, has some new stuff out there. I got some abortion st statistics on here and nationwide um, that you're going to want to see. Did you guys see that ghost in the machine thing yet? That's We definitely got to show that. For sure. Uh, lots of stuff about John Durham's happening out there. Um, so I got several articles on that front that I wanted to read to get as much perspective out there as on that. Uh, there is some more news here in Wisconsin. A judge ripping an election investigator for destroying evidence. Go freaking figure. Uh, Jim Jordan has some stuff happening about uh, John Durham. We'll get to that. Uh, I got lots, again, some of the stuff that I missed yesterday. So some of you guys are going to be like, dude, we covered this. I saw this yesterday over on X-22 or whatever. I get it. Uh, for the benefit of the podcast, for those that don't get a chance to to hear what's going on in the world, I you know, I always make sure that I cover it for them as well. So I uh, appreciate you guys hanging out today. Let's see. What else do I have here? More food processing plant stuff going on out there. Um, there's the abortion thing. I put that over there. Where's my other? Let's see. Somewhere yonder. Yonder's my dog. Uh, let's see. Hunter Biden in the news. Let's see. Lots of Durham stuff I got out there. I want to make sure we get to all that. Uh, Antifa being the meatheads that they are. Some interesting news about that that we got to talk about. Um, 110 ways information shapers have infiltrated our inf in, uh, institutions. Uh, looks like a premium. Ah, oh, it's a Cheryl Atkinson article. Dang it. And it's a premium one. Well, yeah, you ought to. I wonder how I can, if I can do this real quick. I thought I had already had um, paid for premium Epoch Times, and I'm not wanting to do it. One year for a hundred bucks. Uh, no, no thanks. I want to pay full price. <laughs> Get unlimited access for two months for a dollar. Boom, sold. PayPal me. <laughs> Hold on. I want to get this article. I want to read. I haven't had a chance to read Shell Atkinson in a while. And I, even though this is a premium article, I, I love reading her. So I'm going to get this pulled up here right now. Agree to continue. Two months free. Yippee. Hey, Long Gears. Thank you for the ship. I appreciate that. Daddy Crap, thank you for the cookie. Thanks, guys. Free speech indeed does matter. Deplore, Laura. God bless you. Payment method is... Okay, hold on. Uh, Archimedia... Boom. Subscribe. They're all spies. <laughs> Who? Long tab? I don't I don't know what that means. What do you mean log long tab? How did I learn about you? Uh other. How's that sound? Can I just, no, I don't want you to email me. I just want to read the freaking thing. Can you, can you just give me, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Liberty bells. God bless you. Thank you. Chuck pony. Thank you. 
I appreciate you guys. All right, I have all my show prep up finally. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Uh, posted a, the movie poster. Oh, you guys just out there kind of hanging out? Okay, cool. I got you. All right. Um, so I have everything prepped now. Let me let me fix my screen here. I do need an assistant. Doing all this uh, live at the last minute is not freaking fun, dude. <laughs> That's why it usually takes me like an hour to to get everything prepped to where I can just go flip, flip, flip you know, each one to each one. And um, and I didn't get a chance to do that today. Yesterday was brutal, man. Twenty, 20 freaking holes in some muddy ass wet ground. I'm just, I am hurting like you would not believe today, man. Uh, but such is life, right? All right. Let me get this up. Let's start with this. Um, Antifa coming out uh, for the abortion rallies and stuff yesterday. Oh, you're an OP31? Gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha, Steel Monkey. Thanks for hanging out today. All right, check this out. This is interesting. I'm just going to play this. It's a, it's a minute and 45 seconds. I'm just going to play this, and then I'll, I'll point out something. after. See if you guys can see this. And in the name of the people of the state of California, command all those assembled at 4th and Hill, at 4th and Hill Street, to immediately disperse, which means to break up this assembly. If you do not do so, you may be arrested or subject to other police action. Under police action... This may include the use of less determination, which could cause significant risk of serious bodily injury to those who remain. Section 409. They actually followed the law and told people this is an unlawful assembly. Huh. Imagine that. Imagine if they did that on January 6th. Uh, the penal code prohibits remaining present at an unlawful assembly. If we remain in the area, which we just described to you, regardless of your purpose in remaining, you will... Hey, Rick, thanks for being here today. Uh, my bro's doing his own show now. He's got his own uh, thing that he does at 10 p.m. every day. Be in violation of Section 409. The following routes of dispersal are available. You are to head northbound on Hill Street to 3rd. Northbound on Hill Street to 3rd. From there, you will go westbound on 3rd and disperse from this area. Once again... You will help. You will go northbound on hill towards Third Street and westbound from there. Get the fuck away from me. Get the fuck away from me. Look at you people just want to put on your costumes, draw on your fucking cardboard signs, come out and have a riot like it's the apocalypse. It is the apocalypse. Does this look like it's not apocalypse to you? They're not going to save you. Shut the fuck up. Can I show you a picture? Nice. You know what she showed her. So there is that. Um I just wanted to point out, you know, the unlawful assembly side of that. What what a concept, right? Imagine if uh, they did that on January sixth. Um, where is the other article I have or the other video? Um, where does it show? Dang it. I thought that was the one that I had. The one that I wanted. Hold on a sec. I think it's in here somewhere. Darn it. Um, 
so basically there's video of a of a um of a cop and a DHS Department of Homeland Security uh taking down a an Antifa protester. Is this it? Yeah, I think this is it. That's not it. That's just a bunch of morons being morons. Um, anyway, so point being, here it is. Yeah, this is it. Damn, they can actually count to 10? That's amazing. That's kind of shocking, actually. Being how freaking stupid these people are. Unlawful assembly been declared? Yes or no? Are you? Do you know? That guy right there is a DHS officer. Son of a gun. <laughs> that mute button. I need a bigger mute button. One like this. <laughs> I keep missing the button because I'm, I'm doing it too fast. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, Dwayne, Dwayne's hilarious, man. Um, yeah, I did get the trees planted yesterday, Boulder Q. Tw- I got 20 trees in the ground yesterday. That was not fun. Uh, sorry about that, guys. Yeah. So, anyways, um, I think it's, it's interesting to see that that Department of Homeland Security was out in full force is what I was saying. Um, and the fact that they were there alongside local officers, I think, says a lot about uh, they know they knew that Antifa was going to be there, and they uh, they planned accordingly. So, having Department of Homeland Security there, I thought that was pretty important to uh, to talk about. So. There's that. Um, where's that video? Dang it. This is why I hate when I when I have stuff all planned, ready to go, and then I can't freaking find it. Oh, there it is. So, uh, speaking of great patriots, Brandon Strzok uh, finally did an interview with, or not finally, but did an interview with Tucker Carlson today. Um, talking about what it was like for him to go through the January 6th bullshit. And Real Dirty put the video out there. My surprise. It's about a three-minute video um, with Brandon talking about um, being targeted by the January 6th committee and the rest of the bullshit behind that. 
So let me get this pulled up here real quick, and uh, we'll we'll get uh, let's hear from Brandon. I, I've been wanting to get him on the show. I'll try to get that done after we get moved in and get stuff settled back into place here. But check this out, Brandon with um with Tucker Carlson a couple days ago. My surprise on Monday, January 25th at the crack of dawn when an FBI SWAT came into my apartment, uh, got me out of bed and uh, presented me with a search warrant uh, to take my property and put me in handcuffs and told me that they were taking me to jail and that I was facing multiple felony charges for what I had done on January 6th. No way. 100%. Uh, they took me to jail. I went through, you know, they took all my things, my, my coat, my money, my, my things like that. And then they processed me and they took a mugshot, um, put me on the next, took a mugshot, printed the mugshot out, made it into a bracelet and put it on my wrist. It had my mugshot on it and a number. And then at that point, I just became a number within the jail inmate system. From there, they took me into a concrete stall, much like a shower stall. I had to take all of my clothes off. I was standing there completely naked while a stranger came, took my clothes away, came back and gave me a, pe a pair of brown underwear, a brown shirt, and an orange jumpsuit to put on. From there, they took me into a room called Medical, where a nurse guard was standing there as I walked into the room, and he says to me, I need your arm. And I said, why? And he comes at me with a syringe, and he said, all new inmates in the jail system have to take a TB test. I need to, t you need to give me your arm. And the amount of trauma that's just like boiling up in me because I'm thinking to myself, you know, like one hour ago, I was sleeping peacefully in my bed. And now I'm sitting here in a jail system wearing a jumpsuit and I have an inmate number and I have no say whether or not this stranger is going to inject whatever substance into my body. I have no idea. So he takes my arm, slides the needle in and it injects something which forms a bubble and tells me uh, if, uh, if it turns blue or purple, I might want to let somebody know. And uh, from there, they took me into a room called Intake Evaluation, where there was this very sort of stoic military-like guy sitting there asking me questions like, uh, are you suicidal? Have you ever been in a gang? Uh, do you have AIDS? Have you ever had sex with a man? And then he says to me, if a fight breaks out in the jail, are you able to, to defend yourself? And I said, no. <laughs> I don't even understand why I'm here. I was charged with a misdemeanor for disorderly conduct. Um, for in exchange, uh, now I have no criminal record. This is a class B misdemeanor charge, which means it's a mid-level, it's, co it's considered a petty offense. That's what the court called it, a petty offense, disorderly conduct misdemeanor. Uh, I was sentenced to three months of house arrest, three years of probation, 60 hours of community service, uh, uh, mental health, I had to take mental health services. What am I forgetting here? Uh, uh, 60 hours of community service, there were several other things. And uh, the government actually requested, as a condition of my probation, three-year probation, that they have the right to surveil my phone, my email, my bank accounts, what? my social media accounts, and my computers. They wanted, they asked for the permission to surveil all of those things for the three years that I was on probation to ensure that they could deter me from committing another crime. And another was, misdemeanor. <laughs> And that, well, but this is the thing. I mean, these January 6th cases, I mis misdemeanors are being treated like felonies. Uh, I mean, that's the punishment that I just described. People are getting away with murder at scale across the country. I more mean, more than 90% of the, the BLM anarchists had their charges dropped entirely. There you go. That is ridiculous. Can you imagine <clears throat> charged with a freaking misdemeanor? 
That doesn't sound like a normal jail routine for a misdemeanor. That's for sure. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, man. I, I, the, the persecution of, of patriots uh, who stood up and tried to bring awareness to the uh, election fraud that's happening in this country, just being chastised over and over again, the rights of, of um, people just being shit on. Oh, man. Another day in the life, right? All right. Um, I'm going to try to get Brandon here to uh, to come hang out with us for a little bit and, and tell us more and, and kind of pick his brain. So God bless him. I can't imagine, man. Pork egg rolls. That sounds delicious, OG Mary. I'm going to have to look for a recipe for that. He wasn't in the building. He didn't. Yeah. It um, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense that uh, that this is happening to people like him. Um, so there you go. All right. Let me get organized here. Let's see. Durham stuff. There's my abortion stuff. I got that. Let me get all my Durham stuff lined up together here so I can get all this stuff uh, organized so it makes sense. That'd be. I'm sure you guys would appreciate if that if it made sense. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh yeah, Black Lives Matters in the news today too. That's going to be interesting. I want to read that article. Um. Let's see. There's another Durham article. Let me get this lined up over here. All right. And then we have more Durham stuff. I got lots of Durham stuff today. Cool. Okay. Here we go. Let me go say hello to you guys over there on Twitch and everywhere else. Generation Mars. Thanks again for the new follow. Johnny B in the house. Um, Truth is a light. God bless you. Good to see you guys out there today. Uh, let's see. Rumble crowd. What's good, Rumble? Thanks for being here today, guys. Just Mojo. Glenn, thanks, guys, for being here today. Yeah, he started uh, the walk away. That's that's why they targeted him. Indeed. No doubt about it. Resilient one, uh, they will injure me, cuff him because of SBS disease, scoliosis, and birth defects. I know. That's what's me. I mean, getting pulled out of your house and arrested, man, for a misdemeanor. <laughs> it's crazy. It's the same if you get sent to county. They, they're all that way. I, I get it, but he, it's it was a misdemeanor. You don't you don't get arrested out of your house for a misdemeanor. That doesn't happen. So, yeah. We all know the truth about it. It's it's all about intimidation. Never give this devil dog a mute button, he'll fuck it up every time. That's exactly it. I I've been doing pretty good, actually, until until the last couple of days. Hey Z Patriots, it's it is political persecution indeed, Rockman. All right. Did you guys see this ghost in the machine thing? Let's just watch this. Let's just watch this and see what it is. Because I haven't, I, I don't know anything about it yet, but I saw Cat, and, Cat Girl and several people talking about this. So let's check it out. If your opponent is of choleric temper, seek to irritate him. Pretend to be weak that he may grow arrogant. Sun Tzu. As the world 
watches and listens in horror, the peaceful pro-democracy demonstration in China comes to a violent and bloody end. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Wolves hiding nearby Whispering do or die Around me another very important phase of warfare. It has as its target, not the body, but the mind of the enemy. The target of psychological warfare is against the enemy's mind. It is words and ideas. Ammunition used by cyborg. Its mission is to influence the thoughts of the enemy soldiers. And at the same time, is expected and encouraged to study foreign languages and the social sciences such as history, economics, and sociology. He must have a broad and sympathetic understanding of all phases of human experience. Gripping at my skin, the walls of night close in. But the use of this force as an integral part of combat has now taken on new forms. are the Psy War soldiers. <laughs> Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it, dude. <laughs> you know, it's... Um, you know, the military is very involved in, in uh, color revolutions too, I guess, right? Um... And it it just makes you wonder at, at what level do our special forces do they operate here in America? Um, they're not supposed to, uh, but <laughs> shit like that'll make you wonder. That's for sure. 
Oh, man. So, anyways, I thought you guys might want to see that. I saw that going around on Telegram, and uh, everyone everyone kind of going, yeah, that's how uh, cyber war- cyber operations work now, psychological warfare. Yeah. So, there you go. All right. Um, I want to get this article up here to finish off the uh, first hour here today. Cheryl Atkinson's new article in the Epoch Times. Uh, let me get this pulled up, and I want to read this to you. And then the second half, we'll cover Durham, Biden crime family in the news, and abortion statistics worldwide as well. An active military commercial. Gotcha, gotcha. Move over, police. Now there's more than one. Now there's more than one SS. <laughs> Remember, Trump ordered 82 Airborne Rangers to train uh, underground warfare to assist higher special forces. Yeah, indeed, indeed. All right. Um, the uh, blow-up machines, yeah, like the ones that uh, they used in World War II to uh, to uh, convince Hitler that there was the uh, invasion was coming from another angle. Yep. All right, uh, let me get this here. Let me get this read. Cheryl Atkinson's new article today: Ten ways information shapers have infiltrated our inf- institutions. Let's check this out. Uh, how long is this before I get into it? Uh, it's not too bad. Lots of stuff in it. Okay, here we go. Thank you, Luam. Thank you for the can. Thanks, guys, for the support today. What in the world? I missed a bunch of gold pills out there today. Tam Growl, Tennessee Tim, thank you. Um, TAC 264, thank you. Uh, law requires uh, announcement and declaration or not enforceable, indeed. Uh, Liberty Bells, love you back. Thanks for the cookie. Trick Pony, Long Gears, Deplore, Laura, you guys are awesome. Thank you. Ohio Patriot, Dale Burser, Glenn and Bales, all you guys. Thanks for the gold pills today, guys. Appreciate you guys very much. All right, let's get this read. Few matters are so important as the integrity of the information we receive and the recent degradation in its reliability. The recent leak of the Supreme Court draft related to the landmark Roe versus Wade abortion case underscores how corrupted so many of our important institutions have become by the dedicated to shaping a public opinion in a sometimes dishonest way. Nearly every facet of our American institutions has been infiltrated by activists, corporate and political propagandists, and even criminals. Here are 10 key institutions that have been successfully infiltrated by information shapers. Corporations. High-profile corporations increasingly do business or withhold business on a daily basis of, uh, of political considerations in an effort to sway public opinion. Additionally, they take part in removing the ability of some people they disagree with to sell products, conduct bank transactions, and otherwise operate their business. One recent example is is retailers, including Kohl's and Bed Bath & Beyond, banning popular MyPillow products from the company owned by conservative and ardent Trump supporter Mike Lindell. Number two, sports. Sports organizations have stepped into the political realm and, uh, to try to force some views and censor or punish those who would take opposing viewpoints. One recent example is Major League Baseball stripping the All-Star game from Atlanta over the Georgia law designed to strengthen election integrity followed a troubled and following a troubled and error-riddled election. <laughs> Rigged election. Sports institutions are also involved in trying to sway public discourse on the issue of males competing as females on girls' and women's teams, such as the swimmer born as Will Thomas, uh, who joined the women's team at the University of Pennsylvania, setting numerous women's records. Number three, 
Big tech, big tech's well-known fake fact checks, censorship, and disinformation have manipulated the information landscape in a more dramatic and chilling way than most any other factor. The biggest example of big tech censorship of arguably the most important political figure of our time, Donald Trump, and anybody who, who spread Q information. Recent major examples of the sector fostering disinformation include amplifying claims that the Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation and censoring stories about it, repeatedly backing false information related to COVID-19 while censoring accurate information or legitimate scientific views and falsely labeling the COVID-19 labyrinth origin story as a conspiracy theory. Number four. Public health agencies, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, and other public health agencies have increasingly departed from the realm of public interest and science in order to advance false narratives and disinformation. Recent examples include the head of the CDC, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, falsely claiming that people who are vaccinated don't carry and can't spread COVID-19. And the agency knowingly put out disinformation that falsely claimed Original studies showed the vaccines benefit for people who already had COVID-19. Another example is the National Institute of Health doctors, Francis Collins and Anthony Fauci, privately working with the media to smear and discredit highly credentialed scientists who disagreed with the lockdown approach to COVID-19. Number five, Congress. Members of Congress in both parties have gotten caught taking part have been have gotten caught taking part in questionable information shaping and manipulation, particularly when it comes to pharmaceutical related material. One recent example is members of Congress unilaterally writing letters to or contacting big tech in order to get certain topics or scientific studies and discussions controversialized or banned. Some of the members of Congress who are engaged in the efforts are some of the same ones that are responsible for their own high-profile disinformation campaigns. A recent example is that of Adam Schiff, who re repeatedly pushed false and misleading information on the Trump-Russia narrative, lobbying big tech to censor certain information related to COVID-19. Executive branch have lost, having lost the most powerful tool in its arsenal to shape information, the executive branch has now formed its own extra constitutional agency to serve that to serve that function. The Disinformation Governance Board, the, the named head of that board, Nina Jankowicz, has widely furthered disinformation in the past. Number seven, the media. With blogs and quasi-news outlets such as Axios, Slate, Daily Cause, Huffington Post, Vox, Salon, Talking Points Memo, and Rolling Stone, joining the more traditional partisan outlets such as the LA Times, Political, MSNBC, NBC, the Washington Post, CNN, and the New York Times in dominating the information landscape while their conservative equivalents are controversialized. The media has proven to rank uh, close to the big tech in terms of their influence and further misinformation. Number eight, academia and public schools. American colleges and universities have taken increasingly heavy roles in terms of squelching free speech and free thought when it leans against progressive and radical views in exchange for a managed environment where only carefully filtered views are allowed and specific language, expressions, and behavior are mandated. Many public school systems have grown stronger in efforts to install social engineering and public ideology, political ideology in teachings and policies. Recent examples include policies involving the use of pronouns when referring to transgender students and the instruction of critical race theory. Number nine of the 10 uh, most infiltrated institutions, Department of Justice, FBI, and other intel agencies, the very agencies 
that should remain furthest above the fray with clean hands and found themselves repeatedly muddied involving major investigations and their political influence efforts. One recent example is the criminal conviction of the FBI attorney Kevin Kleinsmith, who falsely who falsified a document in order to spy on the Trump campaign associate Carter Page through multiple people though multiple people have uh, who have known about the crime, possibly participating and staying silent, only Kleinsmith was charged up till now. He was, the, he was only charged with a relatively minor crime in relation to the significance and avoided any prison time. Meanwhile, the agency hasn't offered an apology to redress Page. Other examples include the Department of Justice targeting school parents as potential terrorists and the lopsided prosecution efforts regarding January 6th Capitol breach compared to many other violent crimes and events. Additionally, intel operators have taken major roles in both in front of the camera and behind the scenes to try to shape public opinion using false information and propaganda. One recent example is the more than 50 former intelligence officials who signed a letter casting doubt on the provenance of the accurate New York Post story about the Hunter Biden laptop. And the last, number 10. Whether it's uh, the, the Supreme Court, whether it's the leak to multiple press outlets about Justice Stephen Breyer's impending retirement, or the more problematic new leak of Roe versus Wade abortion draft, information shapers have infiltrated the highest courts in the land. Cheryl Atkinson with a really good article uh, hitting the nail on the head about how deep the subversion and the infiltration has gone into our country. And, you know, that's the story that's hard to get out to people, that people understand uh, you know, some somebody comes in the channel here a couple weeks ago and says, "What you think every news agency is spinning false narratives? How is that even possible? They have no clue how the coordination of the media goes through the government channels, through the CIA, FBI. They all create narratives that are sent out there to the media. Um, you know, seated in the lower levels of uh, the Daily Cause and and uh, you know the Daily Beast and like places like that, and then." Somebody will send that article to somebody at the New York Times or something. Hey, have you seen this article? It must be true. It's been written. So therefore, it's, 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 if somebody wrote it, it's, it's, it must be true. And they, and they all use those all the way down to the local news levels to manipulate the public opinion. And that's what got us to this point. It's the, the level of manipulation. That's why that, that, uh, that YouTube video about the, uh, you know, how they can manipulate the cyber warfare and the psychological warfare. Uh, you know, it was mastered in DARPA. You, it was mastered in the CIA. The DARPA then further mastered it. And that's the hardest part, I think, for everybody to really wrap their heads around is how deep the infiltration really goes. Operation Mockingbird is it has been uh, improved upon to the point of perfection, to the point where they can manipulate all public opinion on all sides. No matter who it is, we've all been manipulated. That's the thing that's going to unite our country back together, I think, is when people come to the true understanding of, of you know, you can't, you can't blame somebody for, for well, you <laughs> can't fix stupid, but you can't blame people for, for being manipulated their whole lives. As soon as you come out of the womb, you've been manip- you're being manipulated. So, you know, that's the, I think that kind of awakening where people stop at, well, it's the globalists. And they are the problems. And so anybody who is a Marxist globalist, they, they, they stop their, their, their seeking for knowledge there. And they call themselves woke or awake. And unfortunately, you know, once you stop learning, you, get, you don't get to the point where you learn how bad the manipulation has gone and what, what really is real. What, what's, define re- reality in this world because I, I don't know what it is. 
what's real to me is the people and relationships that you can create, the people you can meet, you know, the, the, um, the relationships and the friends and the family that you can keep and, and, uh, and you know, the children and the grandchildren of the future is what's important. And that gets lost in the fold with all this stuff a lot. And that's, that's very frustrating. And yes, this cold coffee has got to go. Uh, all right. First hour flying by. We got some abortion statistics. We got Durham to get to, Technofog's new articles, and a couple others out there that we have to get to as well. And then we'll wrap it up with a usual kind of news blitz about what's happening in the law system and FCCED and the Department of Justice as well. So let's uh, let me go check in with you guys over here and see what's going on out there. Thanks for being over there on Twitch. Good crowd today. Um, thanks for hanging out today, guys. Much love to all you guys out there. I see lots of lurkers out there as well. Thanks. Especially love the lurkers. Good to see you guys. Susan Girls, good to see you out there on the way to prison soon, if not the gals. I freaking hope so. Uh, Fed Heights, uh, Fed hikes coming. Yeah. I wanted to check in on the market. Um, uh, where's my market watch? Last I saw the market was down a thousand and I didn't get a, I didn't get a chance to see how bad it was. <laughs> Let me check in on that real quick. Uh, let's see. Why did the Dow plunge more than a thousand points? Should I wait for stocks to sink lower? Here's what some of the pros think. The Dow dropped 1,063 points, a 3% drop today. S&P 3.5% drop and a NASDAQ, a 5% drop of the NASDAQ today. That's pretty massive. A 647 point drop in the NASDAQ today. Uh, gold is up um, marginally and oil is at $108 a barrel. Uh, as it closed today, uh, let let me just see what this article says. What a difference a day makes! Yeah, uh, fresh off the best percentage gain of the Dow Jones Industrial Average, three point three percent since. Let's see, the best percentage gain of the Dow Jones minus three percent since November 9th, twenty twenty. The blue chip index got clobbered along with the rest of the stock market, including the S and P and the Nasdaq. Not even U.S. Treasuries were safe with ten-year Treasury notes. Uh, climbing above 3% as prices fell. Uh, some experts attributed Wednesday's rally to a statement by the Federal Reserve Chairman Powell that a 75 basis point increase wasn't being actively uh, considered by policymakers at the central bank. The remark came after the Fed on Wednesday delivered the first half percentage point increase uh, rate hike and has been widely expected since 2000 in the final months of Bill Clinton's second term. The Fed has been hiking rates to combat the surge in inflation that materialized in the aftermath of COVID-19 and the purposeful inflation created by a garbage government that doesn't know how to do, doesn't know how to, um, <laughs> how economies work. Um, data on Thursday showed the productivity of American workers and businesses sank at a 7.0% pace, marking the business drop since 1947. Um, let's see. Greg Basuk, CEO at AXS uh, um, Investments, said the day's action reflects a continuation of 2022's market roller coaster of high volatility with the session strong spiraling down, racing yesterday's gains. Hey, thanks. Uh, he pointed to tensions with China and Russia, uh, as well as a mixed bag of corporate earnings and nagging concerns about COVID-19 hamstringing the more powerful economy uh, recovering the world. Recession fears and inflation worries have been the centerpiece. He said, quote, what's really interesting about these markets is that there's a 
that there are these every other day changes in either direction where investors are outrageously bullish or outrageously bearish the next day. Uh, telling you they have really no freaking clue about what's going on in the world. There's your market update for the day. Uh, thanks for being here today, guys. First time chatter, Red Hummingbird seemed to be the shuddering earlier. It's, it's good to go now. Thanks for being here today, Red Hummingbird, and all the lurkers out there. Thanks for being here today, guys. Uh, 75 basis points rakes in the next uh, in a 20, 20% inflation. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see. It's all purposeful. You know what I'm saying? It's not an accident. Revaluation will be harsh, though. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. Uh, over there on Rumble, good crowd, DJ Camp, Just Mojo, Hank, I only drink cold coffee. <laughs> uh, I usually like mine extra hot to where it burns my mouth, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not literally. Oh, man. Uh, well invested in a fractional market, consumer physical goods should be okay. Yeah, there's there's ways to definitely make money in a market like this. Uh, and, and, you know, especially with uh, mining companies and things like that, precious metals, um, uh, copper, there's all kinds of ways that, that you can do it for sure. Hey, Patriot Lady, thanks for being here today. Much love. All right, top of the hour flies by. Again, 5,845 gold pills today. Thank you guys over, all over there on uh, the Foxwell.app. I can't do this without you guys. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for being here today. Everyone over there on all the other platforms, Twitch, Rumble, DLive, CloudHub, Tiger Network, and Facebook. I see you guys all out there. Thanks for being here today. Do you have to have an account to chat on Rumble? I think you do. Yeah, I think you do have to create one. So, um, but yeah, they all lie <laughs> indeed. All right. Uh, let's get to the second half here today, guys, as we're going to, we're going to bounce through uh, a bunch of stuff information here in the second half. Uh, definitely got lots to cover with Durham. So that's going to take up the majority of it. But first I wanted to talk about, um, the legal, you know, abortion status worldwide and, and, uh, different kind of statistics that are out there with regards to that as well. So check this out. Let me fix that a little bit. It's, it's bugging me there since I resized it. Uh, there we go. That's better. All right. I know. And it, <laughs> Frank Speech and all these other ones, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to go to these platforms and stay on there as long as I can. Here we go. This is the legal status of abortion worldwide. Wouldn't it be interesting to see how things happen around the world, too, as far as precedent? When we talked about um, the Supreme Court case uh, and how Louisiana um, had its courts uh, stand up for the rights of the unborn, uh, they talked about the uh, worldwide uh, status of abortion. So I think that's important to talk about it. Um, according to a leaked draft opinion reported by Politico, U.S. Supreme Court has provisionally voted to overturn. <laughs> they didn't provisionally vote to overturn Roe. It was a draft. Anyways, um, around half of the U.S. states will take advantage of Roe versus Wade being overturned and banning abortions completely. Here are. So we covered that. This is this is um, yesterday where we showed, you know, the red states uh, have abortion banned. Uh, those two states, uh, the I don't know what color is that yellow? I guess <laughs> uh, have uh, marginal bans, and then the rest. So that kind of covers that. Here's the legal status of abortion worldwide. International status of abortion law in 2022. Um, on, the on request to see, to have abortion is basically the vast majority of China, Russia, parts of Europe, America, Greenland. Australia and um, Brazil. No, that's Argentina. 
Um, so that shows that it's on request abortion, and it says gestational limits vary, though. Okay, um, so broad socioeconomic grounds is orange. So you see um, India, parts of Africa for that one uh, to preserve health only. Let's see, we have I think that's Netherlands, Britain, uh, and the vast majority of of Africa is to preserve health and South America. And then to save the woman's life are prohibited entirely. Uh, the vast majority of South America, Brazil, um, Peru. Uh, let's see where else Mexico. Imagine that a large parts of Africa in, in the middle East. And then in uh, Asia, Southeast Asia, so it says this, uh, in February of this year, Colombia decriminalized abortion during the first 24 weeks of presidency. This was the pregnancy, excuse me. This was the uh, last step forward for reproductive rights in Latin America after a more conservative but nonetheless significant decriminalization in Mexico in September of 2021. There you go. In January of 2021, Argentina had become the largest Latin America country to legalize abortion. This occurred despite opposition from the Catholic Church and represented a considerable milestone in a highly conservative region. Asia has also seen moves in favor of reproductive rights. Reproductive rights? It's not a reproductive right, you meathead. Effective on the start of uh, 2021, South Korea decriminalized abortion until the 14th week of pre pregnancy. In Thailand, Parliament voted in January of 2021 to make abortion legal within the 12 weeks. Although penalties are in place for those terminate later, uh, terminate later. So there's the status worldwide. Here's uh, U.S. abortion statistics, which is kind of interesting um, by year. So if we go back to 1996, uh, the Guttmacher Institute, an estimated 862,000 abortions took place in the United States in 2017, down from 926,000 in 2014. So it's there's a sharp decrease in abortions since 1996 when 1996 had 1 1.3 million abortions. Um, 2000 had also 1 1.3 million. 2002, about uh, 1.3 million. 2005 went down to 1 1.2 million. Same in 2008. And then in 2011, down to a million abortions. 2014, 926,000. And then 2017, 862,000. Based on the available state-level data, approximately 890,000 abortions took place in the United States in 2016. In 2019, approximately 19% of U.S. pregnancies, excluding spontaneous miscarriages, ended in abortion. Almost 20% of U.S. pregnancies in 2019 ended in abortion. Uh, according to the United Nations 2013 report, only nine countries in the world have a higher reported abortion rate than the United States. They are Bulgaria, Cuba, Estonia, Georgia, Kazakhstan, Romania, Russia, Sweden, and Ukraine. Uh, 2018, approximately 31% of all pregnancies in New York City, excluding uh, miscarriages, ended in abortion. Uh, the number of legally induced abortions in the United States doubled between 1973 and 1979 and peaked in 1990. From 2010 to 2019, the total number of reported abortions decreased by 20%. And uh, more than 60 million legal abortions have occurred in the United States since 1973. Who has abortions? In 2019, unmarried women accounted for 86% of all abortions. 
Among married women, 4% of 2019 pregnancies, excluded, excluding spontaneous miscarriages, ended in abortion. Among unmarried women, 28% ended in abortion. Uh, women in their 20s accounted for the majority of abortions in 2019 and had the highest abortion rates. Adolescents under 15 obtained 0.2% of all 2019 abortions. Women aged 15 to 19 accounted for 8.5%. Women living with a partner to whom they are not married account for 25% of all abortions, but only 10% of the women in the population. In 2019, women had, who had not aborted in the past accounted for 58% of all abortions. So about 60% of all abortions are first-timers. Women who uh, with one or two prior abortions accounted for 34%, and women with three or more abortions accounted for 8%. So it is true that it is, it's not like as if, as if, you know, tons of women are, are using this. It's, it's only about uh, 8% of the population where they have more than three abortions, which is just, God, can you imagine? Among women who obtained abortions in 2019, 40% had no prior live births, 45% had one or two live births, and 50% had three or more live births. Uh, among white women, 10% of 2019 pregnancies, Ended in abortion among black women, 28% ended in abortion. And there you go. There's your answer right there. Black women were more than 3.6 times more likely to have an abortion in 2019 than white women. The abortion rate of non-metropolitan women is about half of the women who live in metropolitan counties. Abortion rate of women in um, Medicaid coverage is three times as high as that is other women. Medicaid covers abortion, seriously? 2014, 30% of aborting women identified themselves as Protestant and 24% identified themselves as Catholic. Um, why do abortions occur? In, in 2004, there was an anonymous, anonymous survey of 1,200 um, post-abortive women, and the reasons were this. 25% not ready for a child, 23% can't afford a baby, 20% done having children, 8% don't want to be a single mom, 7% not mature enough to raise a child, 4% actually I think that 7% not mature enough to raise a child is all of them, 4% uh, would interfere with education or a career, 4% physical health and 3% fetal health and less than 0.5% were victims of rape. The state of Florida uh, records a reason for every abortion that occurs within its borders each year. In 2020, there were 74,863 abortions in Florida. This table lists each reason and the percentage of abortions that occurred because of it. 75% no reason, just an elective an abortion. 20% the woman aborted for socioeconomic reasons. And then that's the vast majority of them there. 2% women's physiological health, physical health. And then the under 1% was uh, fatal abnormality, woman's life was endangered, or uh, the victim was raped. 0.15% of all women in 2020 in Florida uh, was because of, because of rape. When do abortions occur? 2019, 79% of all U.S. abortions occurred prior to the 10th week of gestation. 93% occurred prior to 14 uh, weeks gestation. So again, what, what is the problem here? If the vast majority of women who have abortions have them within 10 weeks, uh, within 14 weeks, I mean, why, why are people complaining about laws that, that um, stand by the, the, the science? Um, percentage of 2019 abortion, reported abortions by, by weeks of gestation. Uh, less than six weeks was 42%. Seven to nine weeks, uh, three, 36%. 
10 to 13 weeks, 13%, 14 to 15 weeks, 3%, 16 to 17, 1.7, 18 to 20, 1.6, and greater than 21 weeks, only 1% of all abortions after 21 weeks. Um, let's see. How does abortion happen? In 2017, medical abortions accounted for 39% of all abortions. In 2019, 56% of reported abortions were accomplished by curtage, which includes dialation and evacuation. Um, those are Most are those and suction procedures. Medical abortions made up approximately 44% of all abortions in 2019. 96% or of the more than 140,000 second trimester abortions that occur annually in the United States are accomplished by dilation and evacuation. Uh, who is doing abortions? Um, 1,587 different facilities, 5% decline since 2014. 808 abortion clinics in the United States, a 2% increase since 2014 and 2017. Uh, number of hospitals performing abortions declined by 20%. Um, 72% of U.S. abortion clinics performed abortion through 12 weeks of gestation, 25% through 20 weeks, and 10% performed abortion through 24 weeks. Um, fatalities in 2018, two women were reported to have died as a result of complications from an induced abortion. Since 1973, 520 women have died due to complications from a legal abortion. The number of deaths attributed to legalized induced abortion was the highest before the 1980s. In 72, the year abortion became legalized, uh, 24 women died from causes to be associated with legal abortions. Cost of uh, abortion, average cost of a non-hospital abortion with local anesthesia at 10 weeks of gestation was $500. The average cost of medical abortion to nine weeks was $535. I will definitely get you guys this link. Abortion and contraception, abortion and minors, 40% of minors having an abortion report that neither of their parents knew. What? 40% of minors, their parents didn't know. That's scary right there. 39 states currently have enforced parental consent or notification laws for minors seeking an abortion. Um, most of the states that you would figure, the Democrat states are not. The Supreme Court ruled that minors must have the alternative of seeking a court order authorizing the procedure. Unbelievable. we got to get that changed, too. So there you go. It has all the st statistics and uh, stats as well as the, the, the uh, where they cite them from, where they get the stats from, all of that stuff in here. Um, $22 million in Florida dollars. Exactly. <laughs> Great point, Z. I mean, it, it is all about the money. You're absolutely right, my friend. So let me get this link out there to you guys so you can uh, grab that. And, um, you know, if you, if you want to have – a, a debate about these things. The best way to do it is to have information like that out there, which is why you guys know I've always find stuff like that. I figure you guys be interested to see it. Uh, the other one I got on this is when the government plays God, the slippery slope from abortions to executions. Um, this is a pretty long article. I think I'm just going to kind of skip over that, but I thought it was an interesting topic. You know, the slippery slope of, uh, of, of government when they play God and how they get involved in, Stay out of my health care and the rest. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> if it's stay out of your health care, then why are you going to the government to get involved in health care? It's just, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, the Trying to argue with these people, it just makes no freaking sense whatsoever. So I don't even try anymore. But 
Um, there's the information that you would need on that front to uh, to have you know the informed debate, and you can always share that with everyone so we can uh, talk about it. I mean, if it's it's um you know if we talked more about adoption and the and that option, I think that um, that this world would be a better place. That's my opinion on the matter. All right. Thought you guys would find that interesting. Let's get to some more stuff out there that I got today. Let's see. What do I have here? Um, oh, there's that other footage. I found that I had that out of the wrong spot. Let's see here. Let's get to uh, Hunter Biden, and then we're going to finish off uh, at the top, at the bottom of the hour. We'll get to the Durham uh, stuff that's out there today. Uh, let me check in with um, with everyone out there and see if there's any kind of breaking news happening out there today. Uh, General Flynn's got some new posts. Pennsylvania Senate candidate Kathy Barnett reveals she was born out of rape. Um, I strongly endorse Jackson LeMay here. Appreciate that. General Flynn is out there doing all kinds of great work. Intent to harm the FDA and Pfizer knew about myocarditis risks in teens months before months before letting parents know. And parents still trusted the government and got their kids vaccinated for a virus that doesn't hurt Kids, Vader, thank you for the cookie, brother. Good to see you out there. Ted Cruz, when I saw a draft opinion leaked to the Supreme Court, I was speechless. It's a big deal. A minute and a half from so Ted is. Cruz. The, Let me hear court. this. I haven't heard from Ted in a while. Let's see what he's got. Let's see what he's got. has confirmed that, that this is a real draft opinion. And, and I got to say, that is a big damn deal. Like when this came out, this, this came out Monday night. I was having dinner with some friends. You know me well. I, I am rarely at a loss for words. <laughs> that is true. I was genuinely speechless. And, and, and it's difficult to convey to someone who doesn't regularly practice in front of the court, who doesn't interact with the Supreme Court often, the magnitude of the breach this represents. It, it, it is stunning at a level that is horrifying. Uh, in over two centuries of our country's history, Never, not even once, has a draft opinion leaked from the U.S. Supreme Court. For this to happen, the court has been, this goes right to the heart of the integrity of the court, and it goes right to judicial independence. And I promise you this entire day has been like an earthquake at the Supreme Court because it undermines the ability of the court to do its job and what it means. What it means, uh, Ted, I'll, I'll finish your, your sentence there, <laughs> if you don't mind. What it means is they're trying to influence the judges, and it's laughable. Um, a lot of people are putting out that they knew who leaked it. Like, as soon as it leaked, everyone was saying that it was Sotomayor's group and... I don't understand why why we can't just let this stuff kind of simmer and let it kind of develop before people jump to conclusions every single time something happens. But hey, uh, I guess that's where we live in now. Um, I just I, I just made the um, the observation that Justice Breyer uh, suddenly found out in the media that he was retiring. <laughs> that got leaked somehow. So what if you put two and two together? It seems. It seems to me that it would make sense that one of Breyer's radical clerks who leaked the fact that Breyer was going to was forced to retire would also be the one that 
leaked this as well, but who knows? Hopefully they'll get to the bottom of it, and hopefully the judges stay strong because uh, the judges that we have in place all should agree with the majority opinion or the, the opinion that the Alito wrote because that is absolutely constitutionally on point. So we'll see. Uh, let's see. Cat the Great just dropping this. What's this, Cat? Um, this is from Cat the Great's Telegram. Documents at Mar Lago marked classified were were already declassified. Cash Patel says. Hmm, interesting. Let's see what this is. Cash Patel, a former Trump administration official, told Breitbart News on Wednesday that a report claiming classified materials were found at Mar Lago is misleading and that the documents were were already declassified by then-President Donald Trump, but the classification markings had not been updated. Um, <laughs> does anybody out there know how declassification works? The first thing that happens is they are stamped declassified. So I'm having a hard time with that, how you can accidentally forget that they hadn't been declassified on the, on the documents. So I don't know about that. You know what? Z Patriots talking about plan B uh, on the, on the abortion discussion. <clears throat> um, when I went to NIU for a year and I found out what kind of scumbag uh, university it was, remember I told you guys the story. I went to calculus class and they said, this is all based on theory. I went to, um, Physics, physics class, they said, this is all based on theory. And then I went to chemistry class, and they said, this is all based on theory. And I went, what the, what do you mean this is all based on theory? You guys don't know jack shit, basically, is what you're telling me? Um, I went to my English class, and my English teacher did a a study about RU486, uh, I think is what it is. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think it's RU486, 486, was the foundation. This is in 1992, when my teacher... English teacher did a op-ed um, doctorate uh, paper on RU, I think it's 486, which is now the Plan B pill that you're talking about. That was my English teacher. I was so freaking pissed. I never went to that class again, and I failed. I I, <laughs> I got kicked out of college because of uh, because of that. Yeah, RU 486. Yeah, that's what my English teacher did uh, did her uh, mat, her thesis on. Nice, right? Anyways, let's get back to this. Uh, Trump declassified whole sets of materials in anticipation of leaving government that he thought the American people should have the right to read themselves, Patel told Breitbart News. The White House counsel failed to generate the paperwork to change the classification markings, but that doesn't mean the information wasn't declassified. How does that happen? I was there with President Trump when he said we are declassifying this information. This story it's just another disinformation campaign designed to break the public trust in a president that lived on transparency. It's yet another way to attack Trump and say that he took classified information when he did not. NBC's, NBC News reported in February that the National Archives and Records Administration found items marked as classified national security information within boxes sent to Mar-a-Lago. Uh, NARA made the disclosure in a letter replying to the questions from Representative Maloney. Patel called the story uh, disinformation. The story says that the National Archives found the documents, had classification markings on them. That doesn't mean that they were not declassified. So there's that. That's from Cat the Great out there. And on her telegram, just dropping that out there. Pretty interesting. Uh, there's, they're, they're, gonna go, they're never going to stock one after Trump, man. It's just ridiculous. 
Uh, New Zero Hedge, New York Times slammed over stealth edited race baiting musk smear. Yeah, you guys saw that out there. Uh, Supreme stench, how politics replaced principle in the high court. And then Politburo doubles down on support for COVID lockdowns. Go figure. Uh, Kanika the Great, he's got Vigilant Fox's new thing out there. Chuck Schumer says the Senate will vote next week to codify abortion right into federal law. So they're going to try to um, get this passed. Good luck. Not happening. Uh, Let's see. Senator Johnson talking about the border. Technofog has got some new stuff out there. What's this? New developments. FDA coming to grips with reality on the Johnson and Johnson COVID-19 vaccine. There's a casual connection between the Johnson and Johnson vaccine and potentially fatal thrombosis. Women's ages 30 to 49 might be at high risk. So that coming from Technofog today. Let me pull this up on the screen so you can see this. Um, this is a fact sheet. What is this from now? Um, the highest reporting rate, approximately eight cases per million doses administered in females ages 30 to 49. Currently available evidence supports a casual relationship between TTS and the Jan- uh, Janssen COVID-19 vaccine. Nice. Real good. So all that stuff's coming out now. People are going to... Think, think, think people have any buyer's remorse out there? Hmm. Next day on my podcast live. Let me let me see this. I, I need to see this. This is Enrique Tario of uh, Proud Boys. Um, minute and a half. Let me see this. Uh, I admitted to burning that banner. And uh, also on my parlor, I admitted to burning it. Um, there was a warrant out for my arrest shortly after that. I knew going into D.C. that I'd be arrested. I knew it. That's why I flew January 4th, because D.C. is a no-bail state. I'd be let out on January 5th, and then I can go I can go watch the president speak. At that time, obviously, remember, we didn't know that uh, the Capitol was going to be breached or anything like that. We just wanted to have a good time and see the president speak and get trashed like we usually do. Um, so I flew into D.C. My number one mistake is I put I sell uh, magazines, uh, laser engraved magazines on my website, and I did bring two empty magazines, not pistols, like a lot of people um, have accused me of. Um, I get arrested. They didn't know about the magazines. I have a simple uh, under $500 misdemeanor destruction of property. I leave D.C., uh, D.C., uh, D.C.A., Ronald Reagan. And they wait till they were following me the moment that I got out of the gate. By the way, that destruction of property charge is fucking garbage. <clears throat> it's a Black Lives Matter sign in front of the church of, of the airport. And uh, after they, you landed, uh, after I landed, uh, where did and, you land? In DCA. Oh, okay. In Reagan. Back. And uh, I I got in an Uber and I was driving into DC, and I mean they came to get me like I was Noriega for a misdemeanor. So there you go. Um, Julie says, Terrio claimed he flew into D.C. on January 4th and was was immediately arrested on a warrant for burning the Black Lives Matter flag in December of 2020. Oh, he burned that flag. Okay. New York Times reported today he stayed days before a hotel used as incriminating evidence in January 6th cases. Things that make you go, hmm. Yeah. That is, in, that is indeed a thing that makes you go, hmm. 
Schumer's, let's see, U.S. intelligence helped Ukraine sink the Russian cruiser. Nice. That's great. Uh, House GOP leader lands in a fresh batch of hot water. New audio reveals he talked about removing Trump via the 25th Amendment. (laughs) McCarthy back in the news as he's one of the people who talked about the 25th Amendment. That's interesting. Um, well, let's see. Pisaki confirms Biden meant it when he called a large portion of Americans the extremist group. <laughs> those domestic terrorists that are for the Constitution and love our country. Those those extremists. Biden doesn't even know where he's at. I mean, what is? Who cares what Biden says? Does anybody out there actually care what Biden says? He doesn't even know. What am I doing here? He doesn't even know where he is every day. <laughs> All right. 530, bottom of the hour. Hey, Andy Social, good to see you out there. We were just getting to the Durham stuff. Hey, Raven 2000. World Health Organization is going to vote in ruining our sovereignty in May. It's a huge deal. Yeah, I saw it. I'm not, I don't care what the World Health Organization does. They are not going to interrupt our sovereignty. They can say all they want. They can do all they want. I don't care. So that's kind of where I'm at on that. I've seen that that story going around, and that's kind of my take on it. It's just like they're not the, – the World Health Organization ain't going to do shit that's going to force anybody in America to do anything. Our laws are our laws, and um, they can go fly a kite <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Steel Monkey, uh, are you actually getting a fine if you burn BLM flag, but you don't get shit if you burn an American flag? That makes freaking no sense. I'm with you. I'm with you. And I, I, um, you know, I don't, I don't know Enrique, Enrique Terrio, but burning a Black Lives Matter flag and getting a uh, misdemeanor charge for it and then getting arrested for it is freaking bullshit, man. All right. Let's get to Durham here. Transcript, the fight over privileged Fusion GPS emails. This came out three hours ago from Technofog, so I got that one. Um, he's got more from, uh, let's see, this is Clinton. Is this the same article? That's the different one. That we, that's the one we read yesterday, I think. McCabe has, McCabe's portion on blocks. Larry Beach has some interesting stuff on it. And then uh, just the news. John Durham scores two major wins ahead of Clinton trials. So I want to read all of these. Jim Jordan has thoughts as well. So let's hop to these and see what's in these, see if we can find any nuggets in them. The fight over privileged Fusion GPS emails, the court grants in-camera review from Technofog. We have the transcript to yesterday's hearing in Michael Sussman's case where the judge heard arguments related to the privilege dispute over the following. Documents involving Fusion GPS's provision of opposition research and media-related strategies for Hillary for America, the DNC, and Perkins Coy. This includes Fusion GPS, Perkins Coy contract, and 38 emails and attachments between and among Fusion GPS, Rodney Joffe, and Perkins Coy. Communications between Fusion GPS and Rodney Joffe relating to the Alpha Bank allegations and other emails that proceed and appear to relate to those communications. This includes emails between Joffe and Laura Siegel, whom Durham has subpoenaed as a trial witness. Hillary for America, or what we might call the Clinton campaign, the DNC, Rodney Joffe, and Perkins Coy, and Fusion GPS have all been involved in this privilege fight, submitting declarations in support of their motions against Durham's access to these documents and emails. 
We discussed this yesterday, earlier this week, the Clinton campaign's dubious assertion that Fusion GPS was providing legal advice to campaign lawyers Perkins Coy. Doubt it. I don't think so. Not going to work. We've been confident that Durham would win this fight, especially in light of newly available FEC general counsel reports, which concluded there is no evidence that Fusion provided services other than this opposition research. Yesterday's hearing only seems to confirm that Durham will get these two records to an extent or more to that extent below. Um, we, As we updated on Twitter, the court granted Durham's motion to compel production of the documents for in-camera review, meaning for review by the judge. The purpose of this step is so the judge can determine whether the attorney-client privilege, attorney privilege and or work product protections apply to these documents and communications. The key part of the Clinton campaign's privilege argument is that Fusion GPS was providing legal support or legal advice to their attorneys at Perkins Coy. For the 38 emails in question, the judge asked the Clinton campaign lawyer about whether these emails might support that theory. This is important because the judge will look at these emails individually and because the judge recognized that opposition research does not, under the case law, fall within the attorney-client or work product privileges. The Clinton campaign lawyer response to that question was a damning. I don't. So the question again is, will these, will these documents um, prove that, that they were giving legal support or legal advice to their attorneys? The court says this. Okay. If I decide to review the 38 emails that are, are there any emails that the campaign would like me to review that might support its position that Fusion GPS's internal communications on these issues were for the purpose of providing legal support. Mr. Trout, your honor, I don't. As I stand here, I don't have anything in mind to suggest that. But I think that Mr. Elias is entitled to go about his business in a way that he thinks is appropriate. I don't think so. That's not how the law works. The transcript also sheds light on the content of the emails, or at a minimum, the subject matter of the emails. All 38 emails relate to Alpha Bank allegations. 30 of those are internal Fusion GPS emails, and 8 are correspondence involving Rodney Joffe. Um, the, fir the first 30 which I take are internal Fusion emails versus the second 8 which seem to be correspondent with Sussman and Joffe. The judge also pressed for Hillary for America attorney about the broader Fusion GPS role in media relations. <laughs> uh, but you've seen the emails that were produced. And when, you know, Fusion tells a reporter, do the fucking thing, Alpha Bank secret com story. It's hugely important. Forget the WikiLeaks sideshow. How is that assisting Mr. Elias in providing legal advice to the campaign? The Mr. Trout says, so your honor, the court, that seems a much more direct that's assisting a media relations strategy. It's getting the information out into the public realm, Mr. Trout says, and that has been produced. The court says, so I guess my question is, I, re I read Mr. Elias's Elias, whatever declaration. I understand from his perspective, the purpose of fusions retention, and it may well have done research that directly facilitated legal advice or defamation risk. But I'm not convinced that it's a basis for the blanket assertion of privilege over every internal email, which I understand the campaign and the DNC has asserted, Mr. Trout says. Well, I think the point, though, Your Honor, is that when we looked at the or what we should be what should be produced and made to judgment, 
and made the judgment, no, this this should be produced. It was mindful of the very point you are raising. Uh, okay. The transcript also provides additional info on Fusion GPS's witness, Laura Siegel, who were, was in meetings with Sussman and Joffe and has been granted immunity to testify. She will speak on the following topics. Mr. Algor says, yes, Your Honor. So I think this this gets to what Mr. Sussman's counsel was talking about. We have identified Miss Siegel as a core witness that can talk to the relationship between Fusion, uh, uh, Mr. Joffe, HFA, and Mr. Sussman. So what we see is we've seen we've seen through public records testimony from Miss Siegel about meetings with those individuals in late August, and that she is a technical expert of Fusion GPS who is the most immersed in all of them regarding Alpha Bank testimony or. Alpha Bank allegations. So that is why we focused on Laura Siegel testimony. But in our review, this is key evidence regarding the two the two attorney client relationships and how Fusion GPS and Hillary for America were related within that and intertwined. And she is the the sole Fusion GPS witness tied to Mr. Joffe, Hillary for America, and Mr. Sussman. Another issue the court faced yesterday was the fact that there are more emails the special counsel might want to access. While the Sussman case involves a dispute over 38 emails, Fusion has asserted privilege over some 1,500 documents at the direction of the Privilege Holders Council, either Hilly for America or Ronnie Joffrey or both. If the court grants access, that could open up access to the other emails. The court asked whether Durham's team would come back for the other 1,500 emails. They responded in the negative with a curious, not for this trial and stated the court's decision would be important for other investigations. Wow, that is pretty freaking huge, dude. That is very, very interesting. The court says, so if I were to rule that the 30 emails are not privileged, you're going, you're, you're not going to come back to me with 1,500 that you want to review? Mr. Algor says, "So, Your Honor, so I, not for this trial. I do think Your Honor's decision, though, is important for other investigations. And looking at it, because we do think these attorney-client work product privilege arguments, um, and we do think that these attorney-client work product arguments, and we briefed this extensively, but they just don't pass any of the tests regarding any of the opposition research and compared to expertise provided and legal advice. Near the end of the hearing, the judge granted Durham's request for an in-camera review of 38 emails. In doing so, he observed... There is a distinction between hiring a public relations firm to provide fact-checking or consulting on litigation risk and the affirmative creation and dissemination of research about an opposing candidate or business, for that matter, said the judge. I mentioned that Durham will get these records to an extent. Technofog says this, we believe he'll likely get the 30 Clinton, 30, uh, Clinton campaign He'll likely get the 30 this Clinton campaign was fighting to keep secret. As to the rest, the judge was dubious about Durham's arguments that the eight emails regarding Joffe weren't privileged, seemingly buying the argument from Joffe's counsel that Mr. Joffe understood. As Mr. Joffe understood, Fusion was a third party that was hired by his counsel to supply resources and expertise that were essential to the legal advice that Mr. Joffe was seeking from Mr. Sussman in an extremely complex and sensitive matter. So... Possible that those, very possible that those um, eight, we'll see. We'll just see. Uh, we'll just let it play itself out. 
Uh, with respect to the Joffe Sussman Siegel emails, I am dubious that the government has met its burden to pierce the privilege, but I will take a look at the emails nonetheless. So we'll see. After in-camera review, the judge will have that decision. Now it's a question whether of whether those eight Joffe emails changes the court's mind. With Joffe's participation in orchestrating the Alpha Bank's hoax, it's entirely possible. Uh, Technofog has the link to the entire transcript here. So that's basically the summary of what Durham filed yesterday. Sounds like Hillary is fucked. <laughs> I hope so, dude. I, I really do hope so. Um, just in Fox News, Hillary's team must turn over documents from anti-Trump steel they, that they funded. Interesting. <laughs> this is only going to get more and more fun, isn't it? Because this stuff is not going away. And, um, man, I don't know. I'm not going to try. Oops, sorry about that, Twitch. You get that twice. AJC dropping five bucks on me. Thank you for the rumble ran. I can't stay. Wanted to say hi. God bless you, brother. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for popping in and buying me a cup of coffee, brother. I appreciate you very much. Uh, everyone over there on Tiger Network, Tor3.com. Here is that link for you guys as well. Whoops. All right. Uh, let's keep moving here. What else did I have here? So here's Technofog's tweet. Durham, Durham won the first part of the fight. This is pretty much what we covered. And it shows the, um, it just shows the actual ruling there. McCabe says this, excuse me, McCabe, Larry Beach, um, is one of the more interesting Twitter accounts that I used to follow back then has uh, interesting information and interesting take on stuff. The interesting thing is that Durham went to the, to the Jennifer Hodge in the criminal division for approval to do so. He could have gone to someone higher up, but I think there is an understanding who can't be trusted at the DOJ and who in the DOJ knows better than to involve themselves. So, interesting. That is is indeed interesting. The court granting immunity for Fusion GPS's Laura Siegel has been unsealed, and there is newly unsealed motion to compel Siegel's testimony in the Sussman case as she has been given immunity, as you guys have heard so thanks for the update. Uh, who cares news on that front? I appreciate that. Uh, let me check in if there's anything else breaking out there. Looks like it's kind of quiet out there. Brian Brian Cates only only has thirty emails since we went live. That's not bad. Usually it's about three hundred. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I wanted to read this one too uh, from the Epoch Times. Durham alerts judge to a federal ruling against Hillary Clinton in the DNC. This was on May 3rd. Special Counsel John Durham on May 2nd alerted the judge presiding over the over the case against former Hillary Clinton campaign lawyer of fines the Clinton and the DNC paid after the body found probable cause that they violated election laws. So that was the one that we, we kind of covered that already as well. Two major court wins ahead of the Clinton lawyer's trial. Trial judge compels Fusion GPS witness to testify, agrees to review memos, Michael Sussman defense lawyer claim, are covered by attorney-client privilege. John Solomon uh, dropping this one last night. And I uh, always appreciated uh, John Solomon's take on stuff. See if he's got any nuggets in here. Special Counsel John Nurm scored two major wins on Wednesday ahead of the criminal trial for uh, Michael Sussman as the court ordered a key witness to testify and agreed to review memos the defense is trying to conceal. During a hearing, U.S. Judge Christopher Cooper expressed skepticism that memos detailing the Fusion GPS firm's opposition research on Donald Trump's ties to Russia, some of which were shared with the news media and the FBI, were covered by attorney-client privilege and agreed to Durham's request to review the 38 documents. Uh, Cooper said, 
He wasn't convinced the Clinton campaign, Sussman, and his law firm, and Fusion GPS should have blanket privilege over the documents. And uh, one point citing a memo of Fusion GPS's contacts with the reporter as evidence of assisting a media strategy rather than legal advice. Cooper also unsealed his order to compel uh, that granted Fusion GPS's computer researcher, Laura Siegel, limited immunity and ordered her to testify at trial as Durham sought. Siegel's lawyer informed prosecutors she planned to invoke her Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination, absent a court order of immunity, compelling her to testify at trial. Cooper signed an order mandating Siegel to give testimony or provide other information which she refuses to give or to provide on the basis of her privilege against self-incrimination as to all matters about which she might be interrogated at trial and any proceeding ancillary thereto. And any proceedings ancillary thereto. Interesting. Uh, Durham is definitely setting the case for more uh, coming as well. Oh, (laughs) nice. The judge also ruled that no testimony or other information compelled under this order or any information directly or indirectly derived from such testimony or other information may be used against Laura Siegel in any criminal case except a prosecution for perjury, giving a false statement, or otherwise failing to comply with this order. Durham had argued that Siegel's testimony was necessary to the public interest. It did not specify what prosecutors believed her testimony would focus on. Holly Pearson, a lawyer for Siegel, did not return a call or an email seeking comment on Wednesday morning. Josh Levy, a lawyer for Fusion GPS, also did not return a call seeking comment. Cooper's rulings on Wednesday continued a string of victories for Durham in his effort to prosecute Sussman on a charge of lying to the FBI in 2016 when he shared what proved to be false dirt linking Trump to Russia. The judge previously rejected Sussman's motion to dismiss the charge, ruling last month that the question of whether Sussman's alleged lie to the FBI was a question that generally must be answered by a jury. (laughs) Cash Patel, a former federal prosecutor, and the former White House Intelligence Committee investigative counsel who helped unravel the Russia case applauded both of the judge's rulings. He said the ruling to review the privileged documents is a big step towards the utilizations of key documents proving criminality in the Sussman case. Wow. Patel said the order to compel Siegel's testimony was one swinging the gavel of justice in the right direction and allowing testimony the Clinton criminal cartel wanted to be blocked. So there you go. Cash dropping a couple of nuggets there that is going to be interesting to see. Obnoxious Scott, thank thank you for being here today. I appreciate you. Um, That's very kind of you to say. Uh, Yeah, We just try to get through the stuff of what's important every day, my friend. Thanks for joining us here today. So there you go. That's the summary of what we have for Durham. Um, Jim Jordan kind of made some news also about uh, this. Jim Jordan raises his only concern with the Durham investigation. I got concerns, too, that I've been kind of keeping to myself. Some of you heard me say them a couple of times, but we'll see. Representative Jim Jordan from Ohio has said that he is disputing one claim made by Special Counsel John Durham in his case against former Clinton campaign lawyer who was charged last year with lying to the FBI. Michael Sussman, who had worked for the Clinton campaign, hired Perkins Coy lawyer, was charged by Durham's team with making false statements to the FBI. Uh, telling Baker he did not represent any client. While Sussman has denied Durham's allegations and pleaded not guilty, Durham said that Sussman had told the FBI that he wasn't working for Clinton campaign when he was being billed by then. During an interview last week, Jordan told Justin News that his only concern regarding Durham's investigation is when the special prosecutor said that he doesn't think the FBI knew who Sussman was representing. 
But I just find that hard to believe, said Jim Jordan. Sussman's quote, Sussman's false statement misled the FBI general counsel and other FBI personnel concerning the political nature of his work and and deprived the FBI of information that might have permitted it to more fully to assess and uncover the origins of the relevant data and technical analysis, including the identities and motivations of Sussman's clients. But Jordan, who is a top Republican in the House Judiciary Panel and a lead House investigator into the Trump-Russia conspiracy theory, told the outlet that Baker was actually friends with Sussman, citing that an email in the case revealed as much. So there you go. This definitely points to a larger conspiracy and everyone kind of saying, oh, we the FBI was misled. Well, when the judge learns that it wasn't misled, that it is a much larger conspiracy that stuff's going to come out, too. The congressman was referring to an email sent by Sussman to Baker that was cited in Durham's court filings, which read, Jim, it's Michael Sussman. I have something time-sensitive and sensitive I need to discuss. Do you have the availability for a short meeting tomorrow? I'm coming on my own, not on behalf of a client or company. Want to help the Bureau? Thanks. However, everything else, Durham's probe, appears to be encouraging to see that he is digging into this and getting to the bottom of it, said Jim Jordan. He added that some of the findings are what we all suspected all along, and that the Democrats were pushing one of the Sussman's alleged claims that there was a secret back channel between Trump Organization and, and, and Russia Bank. Last week, the 2016 Clinton campaign sought to block Durham's access to documents in connection with the case. As, you, as we learned just a minute ago, that didn't happen. So there you go. Uh, Jim Jordan kind of dropping a little bit about that. Um, really just uh, furthering the idea that this is much more of a bigger, broader conspiracy that Durham is laying down. And... For everything that we've learned in this points to a larger conspiracy, too. And that larger conspiracy started with the cover-up of Hillary's private server, classified information for sale, treason against the United States of America, covered up by the FBI, and the same team, the same group that did that started the Trump-Russia hoax, started the impeachment hoax, tried to destroy a president ten times worse than any um, conspiracy in the history of America— those are the same people that stole an election right in front of our freaking eyes. So are we going to get that far? Is it, is it going to go that far? Man, I hope and pray every day that it does. But when the Nelly Orr stuff comes out, Johnny B, when the rest of this stuff starts getting talked about, it's going to be very interesting to see where this Durham investigation goes this summer, and we're going to follow it every time there's breaking news on it. So stay with us, guys, if you want to keep informed on that stuff. Every time there's a break on it, we definitely will be covering it. All right, eight minutes left. Let's hop to a news blitz to finish off the show here today, guys. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Missed you guys yesterday. Um, Next week again, Thursday, Friday, next week I'm going to be moving. So I got lots of stuff coming. Just stay with me, and I I can't – I have to stream, so I'm trying to figure – I'm trying to do this the best I can. I appreciate you guys very much. Another judge here in Wisconsin uh, rips the Wisconsin 2020 election investigator for destroying records. Um, A judge directed Republicans in the Wisconsin State Assembly not to delete any records in the investigation of the 2020 presidential election in the state. What a concept. Dane County Judge Valerie Bailey Wren expressed disbelief that she had to issue such an order, but emphasized it was necessary because the inquiry is being led by a former state Supreme Court Justice Gableman, whose team has said that they destroyed unimportant documents. I don't want to, I don't want any records destroyed, said the judge. I'm frankly amazed that I have to say, don't destroy records that are subject to an open records request, Gableman. 
I, it, I'm really starting to worry about this Voss Gableman link, man. I hope and pray that Gableman is as strong as he says he is, but we'll see. So there you go. Speaker Voss's ever-expanding list of excuses. They don't exist. They've been deleted. We can't control our contractors for failing to produce records to which Wisconsin citizens are legally entitled Title II. Don't ring true, said Melanie Sloan, senior advisor at American Oversight. Next, he'll claim the dog ate them. Last month in a separate lawsuit, a different judge ordered Gilman not to delete any documents pertaining to Americans' oversight's public records requests. Huh. Interesting. We'll see, guys. I don't, I'll keep I'll keep an ear to the ground here in Wisconsin, but I don't know. It, it's just it does seem like the cover up is in play here in Wisconsin, and um, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. The House of Cards collapses. An Indiana Attorney General suing Black Lives Matter for documents and tax information. This is going to be huge. This dropped on May third. The wheels continue to fall off Black Lives Matter as Yahoo News reports that Indiana Attorney General Todd Rokita has filed a lawsuit against the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation last Thursday. The latest developments is part of Rokita's investigation into BLM GNF's finances and apparent misuse of donations. Quote, I filed a lawsuit against Black Lives Matter organization to protect Hoosiers from this house of cards. BLM has concerning patterns of behavior and will do what it takes to get to the bottom of it on behalf of generous Hoosiers who have donated to them. So... There you go. Black Lives Matter under investigation in Indiana, hopefully in other places as well in the near future. WJ Live, what's going on with food prices and, and uh, food processing plant disasters? Um, fact, fact checkers don't seem to be don't think don't seem to think this means anything, but we do, and we're not afraid to talk about it. The Western Journal's mission is to 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 do oh, this is a live YouTube thing. Okay. Um, Hunter's laptop, Adam Schiff, CNN political and daily beast sued by the repairman who blew the whistle. That's going to be interesting to see what happens with that as well. The man who owned the computer, the repair shop, the repair shop, Hunter Biden abandoned his infamous laptop from is suing all of the Russiagate all-stars for millions, including Adam shithead, <laughs> CNN, the daily beast political. Uh, I hope that guy, um, John Paul, McIsaac um, wins that case. I'll just say that. I hope it, I hope it plays itself out and it, he wins that case. Fiji Corp, checking in with FCCED as we wrap the show up here today, guys. Fiji Corp says the United States can seize a super yacht owned by a Russian oligarch, Karamov. Um, Miramar's Sue Kai charged with bribery as a new trial opens up. Former film producer Jason Van Eman found guilty in a $60 million fraud scheme. An ex-county assessor pleads guilty in a bribery corruption case. That's where we left off on Tuesday. Let's go check in with the Department of Just Us to see if they figured out how to do justice yet. Justice Department seeks forfeiture of Los Angeles mega mansion purchased with the proceeds of Armenian corruption scheme. That (laughs) case has been lingering out there for such a long time. This has to do with... The Armenian mob getting involved in California's uh, political system. This is pretty big. Gagik Ketrachian and his sons are charged in Armenia with receiving bribes in violation of criminal code of Republic of Armenia. So that'll be interesting. Forfeiture more than 30,000 square foot mansion in Homely Hills in L.A. So that's pretty interesting. 
oil tank owner and operator sentenced for obstruction of justice and concealing deliberate pollution. Missouri, <laughs> Missouri man charged with federal hate crime for burning down a church. Uh, Justice Department, Department of Interior take important step in addressing missing, murdered indigenous people crisis. Yeah. Super PAC and its uh, president plead guilty to dark money scheme to file false reports with the FEC. What is this? Joseph Fuentes Fernandez of Arlington, Virginia, and the Super PAC for which his served as president and treasurer, treasurer Sal- Salvemos in Puerto Rico. <laughs> That's a pretty big one, too, as... You guys know Puerto Rico is tied directly in with the Clinton campaign. That's a pretty interesting one, too. Justice Department launches comprehensive environmental justice strategy. Coles and Walmart agree to pay $5.5 million combined penalties for violation of Textile Act. Huh. And the use of bamboo. That's kind of interesting. Um, readout of the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland's meeting with Five Eyes Partners and the Ukraine Prosecutor General. Hmm. I wonder if there's anything. There's, I guarantee there's nothing in there. Um... Leader of North Carolina chapter of Oath Keepers pleads guilty to seditious conspiracy and obstruction of Congress in efforts to stop the transfer of power. That dropped on May the 4th. Battery manufacturer ordered to pay civil penalties for alleged violation of Made in the USA labeling. Fugitive deported to the United States for sentencing after more than 21 years. Former California man that fled to Costa Rica, Robin J. McPherson. Continental wireless and cable. So there's, that's kind of a... One of those things. Justbrum announces new training resource for sexual assault and forensic investigations. And Justbrum announces enforcing action, charging 12 medical professionals with opioid distribution abuse. And there you go. Another two hours fly by today. Thanks for being here today, guys. I appreciate you guys very much. I'll get all those links put out there on all the social media sites and Telegram and everywhere else. Thanks for joining me here today, guys. We'll be back here tomorrow. Uh, what's tomorrow? It's tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday already. So tomorrow is the hangout session with you all. I'll go ahead and release the scratch-offs over there on uh, the Foxhole. Guys, thank you all for the support on the Foxhole today. Appreciate you guys, man. Can't do this without you guys. You guys are just so awesome and amazing people out there. Vader, Switchrod, Luan, Tam Growl, Tennessee Tim, TAC264, Liberty Bells, Trick Pony, Daddy Crab, Deplora, Laura, Longears, all you guys, Dale Burser, Ohio Patriot, Glenn, Bales, Popcorn Q, thank you for all the gold pills today, guys. You guys are just amazing people, man. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Everyone over there on Rumble and Tiger Network, thanks for being here today, guys. All the lurkers out there, thanks for hanging out today, guys. Uh, We'll be back here tomorrow at 5 Eastern, 4 Central, for another edition of Uncensored Abe. Obnoxious Scott, thank you for the Prime. I appreciate you. Thank you for the subscription over there on Twitch. David Sloan, thank you for the new follow, as well as Guess Who Farted. <laughs> Thanks for being here today, guys. Uh, all the lurkers over there on, uh, on on DLive, take all of your money out of DLive, will you? And Rumble, much love to you guys as well. Thank you all for being here today. And with that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. Thanks for joining me here today, as you do every day. Be back here tomorrow for another edition of Uncensored Abe. God bless you all. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.